So this is the uh, last toy department of uh, 2021. Yeah, goodbye 2021. See you never. <laughs> yeah, you know what though? Like, I am not going to do the end zone dance on 2021. No, because 2022 is going to treat us like hell too. I'm sure. Right, and I just remember we all did this in 2020. Like, great to get rid of yeah. in 2020. No, the turn so, of the calendar means nothing. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna celebrate early. I'm going to go on vacation. <laughs> I don't need these things. I'll literally talk that. to you in the new year. I'm taking a full this. week off next week, which is uh, something I haven't done in several years. So Yeah, well, double that, and that's what we got going on out here. Look at you. Look at you. It's paternity Sorry. leave still. Um, So we are going to get shout into our favorite. From- by the way, for uh, hooking up the paternity leave. Yeah, shout out to California. Yeah. For catching up with the rest the of the, rest of the world. Realized world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we are going to discuss our favorites from the uh, from the year 2021 um, at later on in the show. Um, but I thought that we should, or actually you thought, <laughs> take credit for, for your suggestion, that we should start with the challenge uh, because the season has wrapped up. Uh, I guess the season hasn't wrapped up. There's still reunions and stuff. But the the official challenge competition has wrapped up. We have a winner. We have two winners. And I thought this was an epic finale. One of the best. And I think in the end, <clears throat> I might have handled the, the very end ever so slightly differently uh, in terms of dividing up the cash. But generally, I think this really ended how it should have. Like, this was the right outcome, the right competitors. It was a thrilling final. Highly entertaining television. And on top of everything, we got to see Nelly not know what a square is. <laughs> yeah, that was. <laughs> I just kept waiting for someone to say, Nelly, all squares are rectangles, but all rectangles are not squares. Like that. <laughs> don't you think that would have put it into perspective for him? Maybe. I, you, a square is a rectangle where all of the, the lengths of all of the sides are equal. I mean, yeah, someone could have defined a square for him, but I think in that moment they may have just been stupefied that he <laughs> literally did not know the difference between a square and a rectangle. Like, I am getting ready to teach my two-and-a-half-year-old the difference between a square and a rectangle. Uh, Nelly is at least twice that, uh, ten times that age, at least. Yeah. Shout, shout out to the uh, producers for uh, air drawing the the shapes as uh, yes, Casey was making them in the ITMs. Amazing. Uh, while we're talking about the the money and the split, did you like? I mean, I thought it was really a, a, a brilliant addition to the game to have them 
have the winners divvy up the money. I thought that that added a, a really nice wrinkle at the end. Yeah, perfect, and much better than like. <clears throat> you know, shout out Ashley. I love the drama on television of her stealing her partner's money, but also like it is deeply fucked that Hunter carried her through the finale, no matter how he talked to her. Like, I'm not defending the way he talked to her, but it's deeply effed that they went through all of that and he gets his money stolen by his partner at the very end. This is like uh, Yeah, you know, I that's further than I would go. I like I understand why he was mad. I understand why Hunter's mad, and I maybe I Johnny and Sarah is the better example. Yeah, okay? but like Johnny and Sarah is the better example. But Hunter was a was a, a real dick. He so, was a dick. I I, I'll just say like lots of people are dicks on this show, and yeah. Hunter was by far the reason they won. So um, you know it just sucks. Well, like fair or not fair, it doesn't matter, I suppose. But but like there's there was something for me anyway that's that was like maybe a minus on the entertainment scale of just like, oh man, that really hurts, you know? Yeah. Whereas here, I do feel like if if the winners had taken all the money, like I like to, th- I would like to think I would have done what they did, which is give a, at least a taste to the other. Okay. So did you not like in your head d- determine the amounts that you would have given to the other competitors? I did. And I, I did in fact, uh, yeah, I, 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 I would have definitely created a gap between second and third. As would I. But were you more or less generous than CT and Casey? I was right about that generous. I was flirting with like keeping somewhere between 750 and 850 and doing oh, wow. either one and 150 or one and 50, you know? Okay. So the better question is then, I guess, uh, because I would have gone. Uh, 65 for uh, uh, Kyle and Tori and 35 for... Uh, oh, wow. Okay. No, I was going to be more... So am I, I an was... ass? <laughs> I don't know. No. Like like, like I said... I like, like a nice chunk of change to be like, here. Here's yeah. $100,000, you other loser teams. No. Look, man. You just gave $100,000 away. You're a nice guy. I think anybody who's given away a significant chunk, you know, is a nice yeah. guy or gal. But I was just, you know... To me, I was like, I I probably want to like you know make my cut four hundred ish, so I'm getting a couple hundred thousand. But you know, the difference to me between two hundred and two fifty of like takeaway money versus giving someone nothing, I don't know. It seems like you know, I have respect for those people, especially. Yeah. And the reason I would have separated, I mean, I think in the end, CT and Emmy just have this bond and so he just split it equal but kyle and tori were on their ass man like they were seconds less than a minute i think away from no 10 seconds money. 10 seconds well that's what tori said but but yeah. you know it's it was easy easily the closest finale ever yes incredibly close and like I feel like they deserved the recognition of like we were really close, and the other guys just like we we sat around for an hour and waited for them to walk their way down the hill. Yeah, um, well, you know, my hot take from this um, is that you know, in a way, that Tori and Kyle are the big winners of of this episode, kinda, because I you know, to me, I don't know that I would say 
I would have said, I might have said about Tori, but I'm pretty sure I would not have said about Kyle. Like, yeah, I think this guy is good enough to be challenge champion. And now you have to definitively say that, right? Like they went up against well, two of the heaviest yeah. hitters in this game and we're right there with them. Clearly that that's enough. They have enough to win a final those two. And that's, yeah, definitely. Like that's, a, that's a big thing to prove in this game. Even well, if you're not. I already felt that way about Tori for sure, but I would say for Kyle, like if we're looking at the season as a whole, I think he definitely like this was a year. If we're talking NBA, right? This was like last year for Devin Booker, right? Yeah. Before yeah, no, I that, think the Phoenix Suns are a really good analogy to to Kyle. <laughs> well, but Booker particularly, right? Because we always loved Kyle. Yeah. Like right. Ky- and we, Devin Booker was always great fun, great scorer, but people doubted that he had the stuff to really succeed in the clutch. Yeah, I mean, you can look, you could clearly say the same about his backcourt mate, right? Like, I mean, they're definitely kind right? of. There's the real difference talk is, about Chris, Chris Paul's playoff record at that point, right? No, but Chris Paul also is, you know, at the end of his career, whereas Devin Booker is, like, in the middle now. And as he entered the middle of his career, he le- he basically leveled up to, like, a championship level star competitor. And I think that's what Kyle has done here is gone from like a dude who was getting buckets in ITMs and making us laugh all the time and sticking around for a little while, but never a real threat to like, you do not want to face that guy in an elimination period. End of story. No matter who you are, nobody wants that. You don't want that problem. Like, is he going to be the best in everything? No, he might not be the best at anything. But God, is he going to give you a hell of a ride on the way there, even if you can beat him. It's just you don't want it. And he, he I mean, look, I think CT was pretty far ahead of the pack. I think Casey coming down the hill with her knee was what limited them to only being a little bit ahead. But nevertheless... Kyle's performance was awesome. He was right on CT's heels basically the whole way. Thought you were going to say, nevertheless, she persisted. <laughs> nevertheless, um. she persisted. <laughs> uh, she was on the podcast, which I did listen to, and I didn't think about it, but she is like four or five months post patellar tendon surgery. Well, they um, never, I mean, you know that obviously, even if she had a knee injury, you saw it. They never really. She tore her patellar tendon. Though. Yeah, which is like minimum five month recovery. Like if you're playing in a professional sport, you're not going to be fully healthy for like eight or ten months, probably. And she's running down a mountain in exactly the same way that she hurt herself four yeah. or five months later. Like that's wildly impressive. First, first time it came up on the entire season, right? Yeah. First you time she I mean? mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, like that, which is gives you a little little window into how tough she is. I, she I, is look, so all right, tough. I guess. I, I guess we're at the point now that we should talk, talk about, about the Nani, the Nani of it all. <laughs> yeah, which was, first of all, uh, did you cry? Bravo, I cried. Bravo for for setting this up in a really organic way. Yep, you know yep. what I mean? Like, this is the kind of thing that happens on, like, The Bachelor, where, like, two people face off who are really close and want us to go home or, you know, something like that, or two people that hate each other where you can tell the show's really engineered it for them to do it in this way. Yes. But I don't think that was the case here. I mean, I think no, they were they always planning teams. to eliminate those teams. Yes. Or one of those teams and have them face off. Right. And it just worked out. Um, if you want to talk about setups, we'll, we'll get to the challenge all-stars later. 
Yeah. Um, and then and then but then in a great bit of editing, you know what I mean? They also managed to <laughs> to get those two romancing in the cave, amazing. you know, and just sitting there going like it's so amazing to get to experience this with you. I can't and wait to run with you to tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and there's no like they really could not not that they even had a choice because because remember, like the first team formed up before they ever got there. Yeah. So they were always going to be on the same team. And like they couldn't have necessarily seen this coming. No, I don't think they. I clearly don't think they had any idea. So you know, God, that it was one of the most emotional ten minutes of the challenge I've ever watched. I, yeah. I, I definitely had some tears coming down. I mean, everybody, and, you could see everyone there was emotional. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and I honestly, I think it's especially rough for Casey because. She knows how bad Nani wants this, and she knows in a, in a like, honest fight in this game, there's Nani has no chance. I would say and no chance. But yeah, no chance. <laughs> Derek, no chance. There's a clear favorite, I, and, that, that I would say. And, <laughs> unless, unless Casey re-injured her knee, no chance. No, and, but and, that's, that's the chance. You know well, what I mean? Well, but she – okay, but anyway, Casey also must realize, like, Nani doesn't want it given to her. She doesn't want to finally win her championship because an elimination was gifted to her. It would cheapen everything. So, like, Casey is in this situation where she really ultimately has no choice but to beat the shit out of her girlfriend. How terrible. Well, okay, hold on a sec. She did have a choice, right? I mean, it was pretty clear. But it's not going to make it that better. Nani straight up threw the first one. And Casey got her to try <laughs> to, the point, to the point of like, I'm going to throw the second one. You know what I mean? So, right, but Nani it was wasn't... very, it was very Venus and Serena. Ex- I, exactly. Yeah. I, I absolutely <laughs> had that thought. And, and just in general, like Nani wasn't going to let it be thrown to her. You know what I mean? So like Casey had to win. And yeah, yeah they Nani they, made her choice. Clear. Nani chose early on who, who this was more important to, and and I think she made the right choice. Honestly, well, you know because I mean? it's not just about who it's more important to. Like, it's also important to Nani. I'm not sure it's not more important to Nani, but she's not really winning if Casey lets her win. Right. You know, you want that money to come home, right? Like, the money's coming home anyway. <laughs> it, right. Well, only if Casey, only if only one of them wins, the money's coming home. Well, anyway, but what right? I'm saying is, like, you still have your best chance at the money with Casey right. in the game. But more so than that, like, if you've been fighting and clawing and trying to win this game for 20 friggin' years and you finally play a good enough game to get this far, like, you don't want to be Mitch Richmond on the Lakers bench winning a ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not trying to get a ring because your girlfriend threw you the final challenge. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, look, I agree with that. And I, and I would say that, you know, Nani seemed pretty at peace on her, on her way out the door. You know what I mean? And I think probably more so than Casey would have been in, in the reverse of the situation. Right. Maybe. So. I mean, she was heartbroken. More at peace than Casey would have been. Probably. Yeah. But like it definitely hurt, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah, like it hurt. It hurt. And, and by the way, that that like the uh, the emotional power of that moment, which is real, and it's just one of those things that like people who don't watch this show, I think, don't. It's hard to understand. Like one of the things that's really appealing about this competition is how how much it really does mean to these people. 
Oh yeah. Well, um, and that that was the thing in the men's one, which was good television, and and, right. and that's that. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Is that like that was it was a really like the pep talk between um, that the, the pep talk that they had to give Nelson like afterwards. Yeah. yeah was unprecedented you know what i mean like <laughs> like i i just i hadn't seen that on the show yet like tj just he could tell that like the, the man needed a boost you know what i mean um by the way he just give he left it all out there you know uh, related to tj um i don't know if you did you listen to uh the podcast last week where tj was the guest no, no. I got to catch up on some of these pods. I guess I've been reading a lot of of, of interviews, but I've not I've not listened to a lot of pods. Okay, well, I just I I can confirm via TJ on the podcast that when he says like when he di- gives a pep talk or says you know I'm sure we'll see you again. That's totally him. That that like he has no. The producers have not said anything in that regard. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. But he, but yeah, I, I. No, I mean it's not a surprise, but just to ha- to hear him say like that's literally just how I'm feeling in that moment. That like when he when he's like see a never. That's just because he literally is disgusted by the person. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know, man. I, I feel like if you get a see and ever, you're not coming back. I know there's nothing official about it, but that's. Well, no, <laughs> I, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, the, it's it, still kind of, it's still kind of TJ dooming you. To, agree, to agreed. He doesn't act. He doesn't fully make the decision, but like, yeah. I, I think he speaks. I oftentimes there, I think he's speaking for the audience, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure, and I feel like I'm. I feel like the, he, he can speak for the producers too at this point. You know what I mean? Like, this basically, man, he's, he's got to have done thirty seasons of this thing by now, right? Man, something like that. You know, he's been yeah, he's been there for a minute. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, he was tremendous in, in this as well. Um, and it, it just that that whole mid section of that finale, really from that. All the way up to the decision to to uh, distribute the money, I thought was uh, just really fantastic, uh, compelling television, and and just a, a worthy final. So, yeah, I mean, really, top to bottom, this episode I think was one of the best, not just of the season, but the, like as good as a challenge episode can get. Um, there's a bunch of notes here that I want to get off if you don't have anything particular to say. Obviously, well, I think we need to have the uh, the GOAT discussion, right? Okay, we'll do that in a second. Let's save that. Um, okay. Casey teaching Nelson shapes was the burn of the week for me. Uh, when In the ITM, you mentioned it earlier when they did the shapes on the screen. Yeah. She's like, this is a square. This is a triangle. This is a rectangle. Oh, God. Also, that puzzle... We've seen that before. Like that general, you know, this many sticks to make this many squares. Like I clearly Nelson had. (laughs) I don't know, but I had that in my head pretty quickly, and I'm uh, like I'm fairly certain we've seen a version of it. Um, Okay, the checkpoints. 
holy hell, I, these had to be the most elaborate checkpoints of any final. Like that first one, like first you had to untangle this whole rope, then you had to go into the water, dive down, then you had to interpret a code, then you had to open a safe, like good lord. They were like entire daily challenges at each checkpoint. Yeah, yeah. That said, um, they didn't make the sleep portion a challenge this time, which I no. thought was, was interesting. Yeah, I um, thought about that. I wonder if there was some sort of safety issue with that, with having people like half asleep trying to climb a mountain. <laughs> Maybe. That was the like, thought I had. It didn't seem like there was any safety issues without having them sleep out there with a bunch of wild animals. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but I'm, I mean, production has to be around, right? Right. To like keep an eye out for wild animals. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe they just decided to do different stuff this time. There was no eating either, which, uh, you know, probably played in Casey's favor. Cause I, as I recall, she's not a great eater. Um, I can't, I couldn't believe how quickly Scoob and Ellie burned out in the water. That was incredibly disappointing. Cramped. He cramped. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's still, um, Devin, that happens though, right? Like I, it does. I'm glad. I'm glad that. Um, I'm glad that the way that that sort of came out, where like the other contestants didn't kill him, no, and he, it happens. He worked his ass off, kind of to well, make it worth the rest yes. of the way. He was remarkable. <laughs> Anytime you need to run and carry heavy things, Nelson is just unbelievable. Except um, that I don't think I don't think the if you can call cramping a mistake like I don't think it was his worst contribution. <laughs> like I think certainly the shape was worse, off but the, the ball was the worst. Yeah, the ball rolling the ball down the hill so bad because that created extra work for everybody. You know what I mean? So. so what's funny is Nelson and Devin are in many ways uh, m- like n- negative images of one another as competitors. You know, Devin is brilliant relatively speaking at all the brain stuff he's a great strategist he's good at puzzles uh and he's not as good physically and nelson is a physical marvel who is uh when they're told to make squares says can we make one long square um yeah and i don't and here's the thing well but i'm not done here's the crazy thing about it for both of them right now their deficits outweigh their positives. Like, Devin finished last of the three final pairs because his physical limitations were not... He wasn't able to overcome them in the final... The final challenge of the final. His physical limitations were too big for his, you know, memory skills to overcome, right? Like, if that had required more trips and he could have cut out a trip with his memory skill maybe he wins but in in this final his brain was not enough to outweigh his physical deficits and by the same token nelson's physical strength was not enough to overcome his idiocy yeah i look i think that there those are stronger terms than i would use in terms of like i i think that Look, Devin had some problems, some real problems. <laughs> In fact, by uh, uh, I, just... I had his bird of the week, uh, Emmy, talking about uh, I'm trying to get Devin. <laughs> I'm trying to tell Devin he can do it, but he just doesn't want to believe me, and it's annoying. <laughs> um, yep. And honestly, the, she's the but... best partner he could have had because yes. she listens to him 
when it comes to anything strategic or or you know brain related and she was encouraging and and great physically right but not having an elaborate puzzle element in the last part of the challenge is what killed him like yeah, he needs that to get the advantage and well, honestly I mean, the code was an elaborate puzzle element but they were just too far behind well, uh, it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. He, right. If they had gotten to the uh, to the codes at the same times as the other people did, they would have won. You know what I mean? Of course, but he wasn't even close. He, right, <laughs> he was he way, 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 way yeah, behind. Yeah, absolutely. And I have I'm to say, saying. like, he might be in the best shape of his life, but he's not close to final shape. Right. That's And that's the thing for him. And that's, you know, when you compare him to Nelson, um, I think that Devin can continue to get into physical shape because it's not even physical shape. He just needs to work on his endurance, right? It's just, it's just, it's endurance training that he needs. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, whatever it is, it does seem like uh, he could get it done with relative quickness. If he's strong enough, he just gassed out. He doesn't need, you know, anyway, he's, he if he has a little bit more endurance, he doesn't need to be the to be CT. You know what I mean? Well, it, it might help to be CT if you got to beat CT, but he doesn't. Yeah. He's never going to be uh, Nelson physically. You know what I mean? But he, sure. I, I think he could be physically strong enough to compensate for the gap because, as he said, uh, he really played an almost flawless game up to up to that point in the final. It's just that at that point, his limitations were were too much. I think. He, yeah, like I, that's why I say his physical limitations outweighed his brain in part because I think they're overcomable. Like you, if we're gonna criticize people like Anissa for not being in good enough shape, like Devin wants to win a final and he's not in good enough shape to do it. And yeah, like, oh, one hundred percent. Make no mistake, <laughs> I'm not arguing that he's in good enough shape. No, yeah. and I, but I'm just saying that kind of uh, shape that he needs to achieve is achievable. Like yeah. he can gain the endurance training he needs to to keep up with Kyle. I guarantee it. So it's on him. I'm not sure, however that Nelson can fix what he needs to fix. I think I think the best case scenario for Nelson is that he understands where he's at, that he can at least keep his head and that if he has the right partner who can help for for things like puzzles and possibly swimming. That's right. <laughs> then, I'll tell you I can tell you exactly how, that's he how means. he wins. You know what I mean? I I have, I'll I'll paint it out for you right now. He needs Cam. Yeah, he probably does need Cam. If he's partnered with Cam, he can absolutely win a final. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that it <laughs> But you can there's a lot of people you can say that about. <laughs> well, but this with Cam not having ever won a final. Uh yes, but I get I guess what I'm saying is like a strong woman that he can't like cuz part of the key here is he's going to do some dumb shit and whoever his partner is needs to be able to be like Nelson and like either just clap in his face or maybe slap him and be like, get it together, and then move on. And Cam can handle that. Um, but he needs a puzzler. Yeah, like, like Tori could win with a lot of people, but Tori and Nelson are, are screwed together, right? What, yeah. what, what he needs is a strong-minded woman puzzler that he can partner with. Because you're right, when it comes to just 
thinking the game. He's he's not good enough to win, and it's hard to imagine him ever overcoming. Um, with all due respect, uh, a lack of intelligence. Yeah. Look, I. Yeah. I look. I don't think it's anything that. Nelson hasn't said. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yep. Like, just it just just is what it is, man. Like if we people have their strong suits in life, and yeah, then, you know that's and 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 he, and he has a lot of them. You know what I mean? So and let me, and let me say this because I wrote this down. Uh, this is one of the my biggest notes actually. Nelson is an important character in this game. Okay, like TJ being there for him, like you mentioned. You know, we're definitely going to see you again. It's all him, and, and it's not from the producers, and it's it's like natural emotion because Nelson is, in many ways, like the heart of this show right now. Yeah. His insane passion and the totally absurd sincerity with which he approaches the game is completely unique and just a huge positive for the show as a television show. Having this guy... Who, like, you can tell when he talks about the challenge, he feels like this show saved him from, like, a terrible life. You know? He really loves it. It's truly his dream to win it. Yeah. He loves it with all of his heart and soul. And it's that makes the show better. Having that guy there who screams at the top of his lungs, spies, lies, and allies, with total sincerity. Yeah. Like, that... It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful, and it's an important part of this, and and I hope he does get a win someday. It is beautiful. I would also say that, you know, his shortcomings, uh, as they may be, are often entertaining. Hugely, hugely entertaining. (laughs) And, and like, he's he's almost certainly the most loyal player in the game and uh, probably the most honest. Like, I can't think of a single time that he has lied for gameplay. You know I don't what I mean? know that he's capable of it. He's, yeah. uh, he, he, he's just a raw, exposed nerve, and he's completely sincere. It's, it's excellent. And when he melts down, that's just as sincere as when he, you know, screams spies, lies, and allies to the sky. He is, <laughs> he's a remarkable character, man. He's a remarkable character, and, and I really love him, and I think he deserves the credit for being just who he is. Um. Now, another thing I like, honestly, the win of this final was the way the the teams broke out. Like, Casey, as hard as it was to beat Nani, that put her in the best position of anyone in the entirety of this whole game. Because you you were told, this is your partner the rest of the way, who do you want? And she got to pick the best guy. And she yeah, won. I, I thought they messed that up a little bit from a TV standpoint because they did not explain beforehand right, that you needed to the gender part of it. That you had to pick you had to take an opposite gender partner, right? Like so Well, but of course um, you did. So that yeah, I mean, so that that turned out that way. Um, of course you did. I mean, did you ever think that like yeah. Nelson was allowed to pick C T? Yeah, sure. I did. Really? Looked, because usually they they explain it, you know what I mean. So, all right, um, all right I, it's it literally in my notes, literally, <laughs> literally in my notes. Um, I'm I'm gonna say that's kind of on you. I never for a second thought that that was an option. But who would? So if you're Kyle, you think did Kyle make the right choice? 
I thought about this. A he lot. went first, right? What? He Kyle picked first of the two of them, right? Well, it doesn't matter. Look, I guess it kind of does. Like, I mean, I don't know, because like if you're if he's not I allowed to pick Casey, is, I don't know. right. It was Kyle well, I mean, allowed to pick Casey. Well, he right? was allowed to, but she would have had to pick him. So I don't think that was ever. Oh, they, and then you're right. They already did. That. No, you're right. They got. He to do said the, you can stay together. No. You're right. You're right. But then, I have a feeling that's Kyle being like, well, she's not going to stay with me, so I might as well say no. Maybe. I think Kyle I think Kyle got who he wanted, honestly. Well, like, first of all, if you look at the results, I think you have to say it's the right choice. Um, I, thinking about it, right, I think th- these were the right teams for everyone, like I kind of said earlier. Um, Kyle needs a little more of a leader. And if he picks Emmy, he's full on in charge of that team, right? Yeah. So it's a lot of code work for Kyle. It's just Emmy. a lot. <laughs> and it's not like Tori's the best at puzzles, but like she has experience in this game. She knows she's been in a final before. Yeah. Like, I think it was the right choice. But it's it's not easy at that point. No, none of it. None of it is easy. I'm I'm glad they did it though because I do think it it it, it was a because I had this in my notes as well a tremendous disadvantage to have someone compete in a full out physical elimination and then and have, then to, have run to run the rest of that final. Yep, like that's that's rough, man. <laughs> yeah, and they still really hung in there. I mean, it really yeah. was impressive. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, I thought those top two teams. And that's the other thing, right? Like when we talk about Devin and being good enough and fit enough, like, yeah, like they were way behind, but I thought those top two teams were amazing on that mountain. And and that amazing. Kyle and Tori stayed right with CT and Casey. Like, wow. You know that what I mean? Was, it really was. I mean, I think you said earlier it was the closest elimination or final ever. And it really was not just by the 10 or 20 seconds at the end that separated them, but by the entire competition the whole way they were like pulling back and forth in front of each other throughout the climb and the and the trip down the mountain like it was neck and neck it was as fun to watch in terms of two teams that could win it as i've ever seen yeah i mean look ct destroyed the last final right yes (laughs) killed everyone so yep and honestly again i think he would have done that here too but you know casey's knee you know, I mean, Kyle gave that one ITM where he's like, I understand that if I got to win this, I got to be within 10 seconds of CT, right? And I don't think he ever really was out, outside of that for the for the rest of that time. So, yeah, but I think and CT was right here waiting. next to this guy, you know? Yeah, but I think CT was waiting on Casey, dude. Yeah, but Kyle's got to wait too, right? So, um, I know, I'm, but I'm saying, like, I think. Casey, I'd have to go back and watch the tape. On yeah, it, uh, it, and it's so hard to say because it's obviously edited. Uh, yeah. A lot, but um, either way, either way, it was really as good a final as I've ever seen. And and generally, I think this season was really good. You know, it did start a little on the slow side, but I think that's kind of the plan these days is like we got a lot of people here at first, and it might be a little slow with the occasional fun moment, and then it's going to ramp up and hone in and get more and more dramatic as time goes on. I don't know that, that if that was necessarily the producer's intent. It, it was the player's intent. It was the vet's intent to do what they were going to do. And uh, and the lack of savvy on the rookies to stop it. You know what I mean? So, 
you know, the, the vets very seriously looked at those rookies and said, there's a lot of them and they, some of them look really tough. Let's start taking them out. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, and again, the, much to my frustration, uh, the rookies allowed that to happen. But once we got a game man, we, we really got a game and I, and I'm, I'm so happy with, uh, with the way it turned out. And the fact that I think that from a casting standpoint, we gained some, some really potentially great players going forward. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, that may be in the long run, the biggest legacy of this season besides CT cementing himself as the, the goat of the challenge. Um, and we can talk about that now. Uh, but but the legacy of this season, I think, really is, I mean, just off the top of my head, I can think of four or five excellent new competitors. Yeah, and I think there are, I think there may have been a couple um, that we, uh, you know, don't even really know the potential of because they, because, <laughs> you know, they got targeted early, right? So, um uh, this to me has this season has a chance to kind of go down with fresh meat as the biggest injection of like, oh, like a refresher you know. of talent. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree, and and I think it's probably time. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And that was a season, obviously, that was designed to do that. So, um, well, and to be fair, I think this was as well. It just wasn't quite as uh, explicit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And they may need that uh, because then this may segue to our CT is the goat uh, discussion. Uh, because he's definitely he's making some noise about taking a season or two off and and doing some acting. So yeah, but I think if he takes a season off at this point, he went then then he's an all star when he comes back. Don't you think? He says no. <laughs> so, so we'll okay. see. I, you know, I mean, it's I'd like to see what he says about it at the reunion. Um, he's like they're cranking this thing out. Uh, you know, way more than they're used to. Right. Uh, so I'm gone almost all the year between the show and the training and shooting. Um, and I've got a five year old now, and I, you know what I mean. And I, and I, and and I've yeah. won a bunch of money. So I mean, you know, if he's living in Boston, I'm not sure he's going to find himself home much more if he's trying. I think to he's act. in Florida. I believe. Either way, if he's trying to <laughs> act, he's you know I don't know. They, he's probably headed for a move to L.A. at some point here. But Sounds like. Yeah, I don't know, man. He's got a movie coming out, by the way. He's got a, he's got a, a, a some weird movie with like Judd Nelson and uh, and a lot of famous people who are not so famous anymore. Really, uh, excited to see it. Yeah, interesting. Well, we'll have to watch. Oh, it's the most dangerous game. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what that is? I mean, I know. Uh, no, yes. I mean, I know it's a remake of the most dangerous game. Do you know what the most dangerous game is, though? Oh, yeah. It's like they're they're honey people, right? It's one of my favorite short stories. Casper Van Dien, Bruce Dern, Tom Berenger. This is fantastic. Yeah, NCT. <laughs> uh, it's a great short story. Um, and there's a really bizarre uh, John Leguizamo film called The Pest, I believe. That's a, also an adaptation of The Most Dangerous Game. Um, that's exciting. It is. Richard, I, look, I have Richard no idea Connell, how, uh, the, uh, how big his uh, part is. It looks it looks fairly large. Uh, Richard Connell is the author. Um, Interesting. Apparently, they made a movie of it in 1932. Yeah, shortly after it, it was written in the 20s. Um, <laughs> so shortly after it was written, they made a they made a film. 
Um, well, you know, he's pretty high up in the top cast. That's what I'm saying. He's a legitimate part. <laughs> so. There are still shots of him being hunted. I'm I'm <laughs> excited. Yep. All right. CT could uh, be a good actor. Nelson. Yeah, yeah. No, I can see him being very good. Yeah, so. that would that'll be fun. And you know, and he uh, he told Entertainment Weekly, like, this is something I've always sort of been, uh, I think, a little bit afraid to fully commit to, and I think uh-huh. that was maybe the time to go for it. So, Amen. I do, I do think, I do think it's probably smart for him to take a break, just even from a strategy standpoint. Sure, because sure. he was getting targeted for a while. Yep. Although and- there's still nobody besides possibly Fessy who wants any part of him in an elimination, so he's got that going. <laughs> that, right. Um, that is true. Fessy does really want a part of him, though. I think. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. We'll see. He might. Uh, Fessy's going to be out for blood next year. Man. Yes. So if CT is gone, not knowing necessarily who's going to be there, who would you favor for next season among the, the likely competitors? It's tough to say not knowing who's going to be there. Well, just and... assuming basically everyone besides CT and, you know, the, the younger generation. I mean, I hate to say it, but I just, it's just hard for me to see Fessy continuing to screw this up. You know what I mean? Like he has to screw up every year to not at least be in the final. Right. Uh, And he's managed to do that a few times, Yep. but sooner or later, you know what I mean? Like he is, he's like the Dodgers before they won. You know what I mean? Right. A little bit. Like, They're gonna be you're, around. You're too good not to get a title out of this. Yeah, they got yep. a big payroll. Like sooner or later, the 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 ball's gonna bounce your way. So yeah, yeah, I would I, say I Fessy have to favor him. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I mean, I think you'd have to pick from the group of like Fessy, Corey, and Kyle probably. Yeah, Nelson, and then look, I want to see what kind of shape Devin's in. You know, yeah, you know what, what kind of shape like, is Devin in? Is Emmanuel back? Um, you know, Logan. They were obviously both very good this year. Yeah. So, because uh, it's yeah. interesting. I think the men's side is where, uh, you know, it's the competition, the the top of the the power rankings are going to change the most on the men's side. Of, yeah. You know, because I mean, I think like you got to make ago and, and Casey a, a favorite on the women's side, right? Casey, Tori, you know, um, I can't see anyone else coming into the game that would change that. Even I f- feel like even Cam at this point, right? Well, I think Cam would be in that group too, but Casey and Tori are, are I think, the two best women by a decent chunk at this point. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, that are, that are currently playing. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to see Cam back. I mean, that would be my number one desire for next season is to get cam back on here but i don't know based on nothing at all no information of any kind i i feel like there's a decent chance it's hard for me to see her it feels like time you know she like took a couple seasons off to uh, you know hang with hang with leroy while he gets his thing going but yeah I think look unless the only thing i would say is unless the uh you know leroy feeling like the show did not care for him right in, the Camilla thing, unless that sticks with her so strongly that she's just not coming back. Yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't blame her because no, no, would I, my, uh, I brought it up. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds real messed up the way that all went down. And we saw some of the messed up stuff that uh, Camilla did to lots of people, not just Leroy. Um, So it's, 
surprising that it went that way, to be quite honest. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but yeah, tremendous episode, tremendous season. Uh, you know, I know CT is upset that they're, they're turning these around so fast, but I'm glad I am because frankly, um, you know, I mean, all stars is fun, but it's not, uh, it's not a proper substitute. I found it's not, but I did find myself looking around at who's left after this episode and saying, we might be about to kick it into gear here. Yeah. And and I thought we're getting to the real game. now. Yes. This episode was better than, than any so far this season. No. Yeah. I would agree with that. Okay. So should we talk about it? Yeah, let's, let's let's talk about it. Um, I thought uh, some some excellent quotes in this one. I have a number of of, of quotes. Uh, I have the burn of the week. Okay, should we just start there? Sure. It was uh, the greatest self burn I think I've ever heard. Do you know what I'm about to say? Uh, uh, no. Okay, this was Tyler talking about Tyler. When he jumped off the 30-foot platform into the cenote. Which, again, can somebody explain cenote instead of just pretending like everyone in the world knows what a cenote is? <laughs> um, but what Tyler I said. I let that one wash over me. I'm like, all right, yeah. it's this thing. All right, whatever, whatever this is, is a cenote. Uh, here's what he said. He said, in my head... I feel like I'm a beautiful little gazelle prancing across the Serengeti. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> but in reality, I'm that big sweaty muskox near the pond. Yep. <laughs> and the near the pond really tied it all together for me. <laughs> Just incredibly funny. I lit- was- it was the it was the moment in the episode that I literally cackled out loud by myself. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, mine was like. Not strong on the insult quite so much, but I just thought it was a great quote, and it was Tech talking about Ayana and saying, "Hopefully, I can be like Michael Jordan and tame my Dennis Rodman." Very apt analogy, too. Yes. Yep. That was perfect. <laughs> she is. She is a force to be reckoned with by both her teammates and her opponents. Yep. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, um, I, I think he had that right. Uh, by the way, fantastic—not a burn, but fantastic quote from Ayana of, "I—I uh, I wanted Tech to be my partner because I just like to look at him." Yep, she's so <laughs> funny. Uh, a couple of a, a couple of other things, just if we're talking quotes. Um, very solid. That's what she said by Latarian during the daily challenge. This is definitely Latarian's best episode for quotes. Oh man. Okay, so we're jumping ahead now, and, and we can go back and talk about some strategy things, but Latarian after – first, before and after the challenge, or the elimination, he, first of all, before he he went in there and, and just, like, broke Tyler, he had worked himself into, like, a legitimate, deeply sweaty lather – just by like tensing his muscles and growling, mm-hmm. and afterwards, when he cut a wrestling promo, dude. Afterwards, he cut a fantastic wrestling promo, and the last line was one of the best things I've ever seen. He's been growling and barking at the camera and saying all this insane stuff, and he goes, "Win or lose, I'm giving you the fucking business." Yeah, and then he's just mean mugging at the camera and off camera you hear like and he goes 
Is that a goat? <laughs> it was so funny. He went from like full on macho man growling and barking to like, is that a goat? <laughs> yep. I mean, if you come for me, you're going to get me. Is, yes. is, that's a great wrestling line. If that you come a- for me, you're going to get me. If you call <laughs> me into elimination, win or lose, I'm giving you the fucking business. That was tremendous stuff. Yeah. He started this episode with a great quote, which is, you've seen me on this show. Did you ever think I would fucking dance? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. And I was like, no, no, I did not. <laughs> and then it was like, any, I think, was it Jazz? Who was he working with? Um, it wasn't Jasmine because that was Tyler. Was he was, what's up? Kendall. Kendall, during, right. During show, yeah. So Kendall is like, God, these pieces are big. And he, he just like immediately, that's what she said without breaking his <laughs> incredibly serious character yeah, at all. <laughs> and then they just built the puzzle and, and like practically won. It was. Tremendous. He really did. It was his best episode. Um, I mean, I think he has a signature move now too. That that pole wrestle. Yes, I'm going to slam you into the ground. Well, that's what I was <laughs> saying. Like, <laughs> you cannot convince me. I don't care what anybody says. You could have 15 producers on podcasts telling me it's not true. You'll never convince me that they were planning to do a pole wrestle before Latarian ended up in elimination. <laughs> they're, like, they're like we just need to see him do this again <laughs> yes correct they were like okay well he slammed was it tech last year he slammed I think it was tech. somebody yeah. somebody skinny let's see if he can lift tyler's big ass up <laughs> yeah because that is a whole that's a whole different ball game and you can see tyler afterwards was like uh, you know hey man respect <laughs> he, he, i think he had a broken wrist they showed <laughs> yeah. tyler in yeah, every John for sure. Yes, in every yeah. post elimination video, he had a wrap on his wrist. Yeah, he said this will heal. <laughs> yeah. No, Latarian yeah. is is a serious serious competitor from a physical perspective. Like I I'm not sure he is sneaky enough to be like truly elite as a challenger, but He's tough as nails, man, and and sure. and like he's he, he not fucking around, thing, right? Like, wasn't it last year's like back kind of was the thing? Maybe, that sort of yeah, something went out on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, but that's obviously that's an issue for just about anybody on this show. So, um, yes, this is the age, the age-adjusted challenge. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, so so we'll see. But yeah, just this obviously it was, you know, it was pretty clear who the MVP was. <laughs> no doubt. Of this episode. No. By the way, it, it goes without it, it's probably worth mentioning that like this was an incredible stroke of good fortune for Jasmine because she would have yeah. been destroyed as equally hard in a pole wrestle with Kendall. Well, you know, interestingly, I think pole wrestle would have been one of her best eliminations against Kendall. Oh, you think so? Well, one of the only advantages she has is size. Right, yeah. like she's bigger. but it's big strength disadvantage. Are you Wait, sure no, she's not bigger than Kendall? Kendall is like she might be a little bit. No, I mean Jasmine is like tiny. Jasmine tiny. is short, but so is Kendall, and Jasmine's got at least like twenty pounds on her. Um, yes, she weighs more, but and, like Kendall's muscle, like Kendall's uh, yoga yeah. body. You know what I mean? And well, she's she's been a beast in all of these competitions, really. But yoga right? body, the one thing yoga body might not give you is like arm strength. 
And so mm-hmm. a combination of arm strength and, like, using your body weight and then just, like, fight, I think Jasmine would have had a shot. Um, whereas if it was, like, a anything to Jasmine do with then? balance or running <laughs> or anything like that, right, Jasmine has no shot against Kendall. I think something where she gets to physically inflict damage would give her a chance. Um, I, think, I think it would have been trouble, and I think you could see it in her eyes. Well, look, no matter what the elimination was, this is a terrible matchup for Jasmine, right? I'm just yeah. saying, of all the things, I think, you know. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. She could put a shoulder into Kendall, and it, w- it, would, it would have an effect. Um, but, obviously, yeah, when your elimination opponent is injured, it's a huge, it's a, it's a huge win. Congratulations. <laughs> um, I, and, and also, I would say, like, she – Lucks out in upgrading her partner as well, um, because now we have partners the rest yeah. of the way. For a second, I was hoping that partner twist would affect the way they were burning the the life shield, but it did not. Um, that was not much. I mean, it sort of does, you know, but barely um, though. Uh, barely, and that was, you know, I will not say what this you to me: you could just sort of tell the way everyone was talking about everybody else. I'm like, oh, these people are getting partnered up. You know what I mean? Uh, but I did, I did, okay. When they got partnered up, who did you think about in terms of who they were partnered with? Who did I think about? Like, who did you think was in bad shape or good shape? I mean, they 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 had a big blinking arrow at Tyler in that you know you know what I mean in that situation. Yeah, Tyler was screwed, and he did in fact get screwed. Um, but I also thought to myself, man, Darrell kind of got a rough one here because I don't who's Darrell with? I don't I don't remember. Well, that's perfect because it's Janelle, who you still may not know who I'm talking about. Cause she's, oh, I know who you're talking about. Like, yeah. she she got some screen time this week, but she is the least interesting and compelling person remaining. And also, the competitor I know the least about because I, I have to tell you, a lot of these women who are left are nasty competitors. Yeah. I told you about Melinda. She is, she's got six inches on every woman there, and she is in good shape. Yep. Um... She's a threat. Jody is, would be like the third best guy. She's unreal. <laughs> yeah, Jody. Good lord, man. Um, I mean, but you, you knew that one going in. Yes, but you didn't know for sure she'd still be that good. You know, I didn't have a lot of doubts. <laughs> but yes, yes, that's fair. It's fair. It's fair to have some. I did not. Yeah, um, no, I mean, I, it's not like I had doubts. I'm just saying, like, she's back and she is full on Jody. You know what I mean? Like, she's she's kicking ass. Uh, there's, you know, Ayana is is a a powerhouse, and even John A is nothing to sneeze at. So to me, like Janelle and Jasmine are clearly the two worst competitors. So when Janelle is like, "Oh, sucks for Tyler," stuck with Jasmine, I was like, "Calm down, girl," because Darrell's not in great shape with you either. <laughs> yeah although look i she's just an unknown a little bit right a little bit but she hasn't exactly done anything to distinguish herself and i'm just saying like, like physical, just stature wise like physical presence wise she looks like she can hang you know what i mean maybe you're right i and clearly she's been on a couple of seasons but i don't remember her exactly all. uh anyway Right now, I think other than, you know, tech on the guy's side, and he, he's a scrapper, man. He's 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 not bad. 
And then, uh, you know, Jasmine on the women's side, like, this is pretty high-level physical stuff. I, I think almost everyone left here could compete on the flagship. Yes. Not yeah, win, but necessarily, but compete. You know, like Darrell, Latarian, Nehemiah, uh, Brad, all of these dudes are fit enough and, and you know, crazy enough to compete. I guess Casey is the other girl that I forgot about. Um, yeah, I wouldn't put her in that she's group. She's terrible. But, <laughs> uh, but, but almost everyone else, you know. So in all likelihood, Jasmine or Casey will be gone soon enough. Uh, although the, the partners thing does complicate that. Um, and then we'll see, but I, I think it's going to be more competitive and interesting the rest of the way. You know who I also wouldn't put in that group necessarily, although I think he's capable of surprising and I really hope he hangs around, uh, it's Kahuta. You know, I hear you, but he's pretty tough. Like you remember, was it Lat? Yeah, that's what I mean. He can surprise you. He's he is like he's not going to give up. He's a tough competitor. You know what I mean? I uh, mean, and he's skilled. You know, like there are things he can do. Right. You know, I if he's got to pull Russell and Terry, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. No, I mean, look, I'm, there, there's always like <laughs> if any of these people had to haul brawl CT, they, yeah. you know, but I don't know. Like, I don't think Kahuta is. I think he could compete at the at the flagship. I do. Interesting. Like, would he be worse than? I don't know. I'm trying to think of someone crappy who went home early. Um, like Huey. Well, you no. know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's. I mean, that's. He was an outlier. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, well, but he's not entirely an outlier. I mean, he is. He's one of the worst on the on the flagship. Clearly, but that's what I'm saying. Like. You know, Kahuta, honestly, like, is he so much worse physically than Devin? No. Yeah. No. So, I don't know. He's, again, like, we're, we've got a pretty good chunk of competitors right now. Yep. And I think the show, I think the last few weeks of the show will be a little more high octane. <laughs> I did laugh when somebody, I think it was Jasmine, was like, I, we got to be close to the final. <laughs> and I was like, we're three weeks in. Like, do you? Well, it's a much shorter shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah, but come on. Like, let's not congratulate ourselves on lasting for three challenges. <laughs> Is it really three weeks? I thought it was like Maybe five. it's four. I don't know. <laughs> I guess no. This was episode six, I believe. So, yeah. Uh, but so, still. Um. All right, we should we should move on um, because we've got a long list of things to talk about for for the year twenty twenty. No, yeah, that was that's what year too much challenge. That was a pro probably too much challenge breakdown. So no such thing, man. It's an epic. <clears throat> um, I gotta say, I just made a rough list. I think there's about thirty things on it. Oh. Almost all of them are television shows. Yeah, I mean, look, television shows make up the bulk of and uh, of you know, and that was going to happen because we couldn't go to the movies. So. Did you rank? Did you rank things in order? I did twenty and ranked them in order. Oh man, you did so much better than me. All right, so here's what I think we should do: let's go through your twenty, and then I'll throw in things that you didn't mention that I thought were really good, um, 
and we'll do it that way. Okay. And I yeah, there, I mean there are a few more that I that I wrote down but didn't put ultimately on the list. Well, let's do your twenty. Let's count down twenty to one, and then we'll give honorable mention to anything we have left. Okay. Uh, my number twenty is a movie that I watched on television. Uh huh. Um, and it was from early in the year, so I don't know. Maybe this might have been one you forgot about. I don't know, but it's Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. I sure did not forget about that. That is on <laughs> my list. Uh, and and I think twenty is a good a good place for it. Like you want to get it in because it really was uniquely fun. Um, it's not great. It's stupid, but it was the best kind of stupid. And I we both really enjoyed that. Yeah, and I think that I have a a as we dis, uh, discussed in the pre-show, I think I may be a little higher tolerance for stupid than you do. Um, well, I think it's different appreciation. Maybe is the I, I think we appreciate. Like I think I don't. There's you appreciate more different kinds of stupid than I do. Although I will point out that like there's a level of stupid, um, probably most most exemplified by I think you should leave that neither of us are willing to engage with. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Neither of us care for that. Uh, all right, so my 19 is the tonal opposite. Uh, it is a movie. It's the tonal opposite. Can I guess? Of, of Barb and Star, Good to Visit the Mark. Yeah, go ahead. Is it also from early in the year? No. Oh. Oh. Uh, then I don't think I have. Well, I mean, I, I'm then. It, okay, I'm not going to guess then. Okay, what is it? It's The Many Saints of Newark. Oh, okay. That did not make my list. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Uh, I look. I really enjoyed being in that world with those characters again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that was enough for nineteen. Okay. Uh, Eighteen is Dave. That is uh, on my list. I yeah. loved Dave. I thought this season was even better than last. Uh, yeah, and 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 honestly, it may have been higher if I if we had if it wasn't season two and we hadn't already had it on the list. Right. Uh, Seventeen, Doctor Death. Ooh, that did not make mine either. That's another thing that I liked, but uh, there were just too many other things I liked better. Yeah, I really, I really enjoy that. Actually, that of course is the the uh, Pacey as the uh, murderous doctor. Yeah, and Christian Slater and Alec Baldwin. Are, it, it really was a, a Christian Slater performance for the ages. Yeah, and I just for me like watching this and really not understanding like, okay, is this guy you know doing this on purpose? <laughs> like, 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 really just not really understanding, right? Is he just a narcissist or is yeah. he a sociopath? Or Trying both? to make sense of the whole crazy yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah like it was, I, that was a really uh, a fun is the wrong word because it, it's dark at times. But Right. Uh, no, but it sucked you in to trying to, to figure out what was going on with this guy. Yeah. Um, this is another uh, tonal shift. My 16 was Betty. Um, you know, which is just. Yep, uh, I got Betty. As low as, low as takes as possible. Yeah. Uh, 15. It's a sin. I, I'm, Remind uh, me what that is. That was the uh, AIDS. Uh, oh, mini-pair. you know, I didn't have that, but that that's an oversight. That would have been on my list of thirty something. Um, that was really moving and really well done. Yeah, it's really it was really moving. <laughs> yes, that's it's both of those things. Tremendously sad. Really well put together. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to you. I I forgot about that one. Fourteen is my um, uh, first music entry, uh, and it's an English band called Dry Cleaning. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look that up. They are a a post punk band uh, like with a with a female singer who 
is really more doing almost kind of like uh, freeform poetry Ooh. over super like really just cool tight uh, rock songs. Um, that sounds a little like uh, soul coughing. A little bit, a little bit, a little like it's a it's a little bit more. They're, they're maybe English a little jazzy. Um, yeah, <laughs> that, that's all coffee. But I'm I intrigued. Is is there an album or a song that you yeah, specifically? Wet long recommend? leg. Uh, Strong feelings is my favorite song, but uh, Tony speaks is another good one, and there are a lot of. And what's the album called again? Wet long leg. Wet long leg. Yes. Interesting. It's All one right. of those where I've seen it a lot of places, and almost everyone, if they're doing a song, has a different song from it. So I Interesting. I'm going to check that out. All right. What's 13? Uh, 13 is a movie that I believe technically came out wherever it did in the world in 2020, but we watched it and talked about it in 2021. I think so. this is what I was going to guess earlier. And that's uh, Another Round? No, but I have that on my list as well. I feel like maybe the thing I'm thinking of is um, going to be even higher on your list. Go ahead. Another See, Round, of course. Mads Mikkelsen, uh, really interesting movie about Danish people drinking, I think. <laughs> Trying Danish? to drink themselves to Nirvana. <laughs> or Dutch, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But just a totally unique kind of meditation on humanity uh, through booze that, that we both really loved. Yeah, yeah, and a tremendous performance by him. Yep. Uh, 12 is We Are Lady Parts. Yes, that's on my list. I, I you know, just looking at the list of television shows – from the year um and again i did not do a ranking but i'm not so sure this wouldn't have been my number one television show of the oh, year wow. as many great ones as there were i loved we are lady parts i thought it was so funny so original such a unique perspective in terms of what we see on tv i absolutely love that show uh yeah it's great and honestly it could have been higher it, it was a tremendous year for television it was it's really hard uh to rank them and uh -huh. i was feeling bad about it um but i would say other than one or two shows which i don't know that you would have there but i really loved and i think i, I am right to have ahead of them uh yeah i don't know that you're gonna have much objection when you see the shows that came in ahead of them. okay all right 11 is a, is a band uh they actually, their album isn't out until 2022, but they put out three singles this year that I'm assuming will be on said album, and I loved all three of them, um, and that, that is a band called Wet Leg. Um, Hold on. Are you trolling me? I'm not You gave me an album called Wet Long Leg, and now there's a band called Wet Leg? <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, um, I, I, think, I think I may have given you the wrong name on the dry cleaning album. Okay. Uh, but it, that it does have leg in it. So hold okay. on. Okay. <laughs> um, I think I think did I say new long leg? Isn't that the name of the dry You said now? wet. I'm looking it up right now. Oh, sorry, that was wet. I may have gotten my bands confused. Uh, new N E W long leg. Yeah, Still long leg. a little ridiculous that these are the two things. But um, yes. okay, wet leg is the name of the band, and will be the name of the upcoming album. They are a uh, a duo, mm. uh, two young ladies from the Isle of Wight. Ah. Oh. Um, and they, can, uh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. What were you saying? You don't want to know what I was saying. Okay. <laughs> they started the band almost like kind of as a, like, not a, a joke is the wrong word. Like they wanted to write songs that, that amused them. And so all their songs have a little bit of a sly sense of humor, but they also, uh, legitimately rock. 
uh chase long is the song that uh was their debut single that i love the most but wet dream is uh, the follow-up single is also really good okay i'm gonna so check it out check them um, out. what i was gonna say before. is every summer we can rent a cottage in the isle of white if it's not too dear uh <laughs> anyway um we, two bands i've never heard of uh which i have to tell you makes me um question our friendship yeah, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be giving you more recommendations. Yeah, why weren't? Why if they're so good? Why didn't you tell me about them months ago? <laughs> All right, uh, top ten. We're at the top ten. You ready? Let's go. Number ten. This is um, how good TV was this year, man. Uh, hacks. I got hacks at number ten. Obviously, that is also on my list. Yeah. yeah. What a great show. <laughs> yeah, we talked about it plenty. I don't think we, we did. Need to get too far into yep. it. Uh, number nine, I think, is oh, one that's yeah. probably not gonna p- appear on your list i'm guessing uh, but i uh love this show i think it's the most underrated show on television um and it's mythic quest yeah that is not on my list but i know you love it yeah. and i do like uh rob McElhaney. yeah number eight i would say if it, if mythic quest is not the most underrated show on television by the way i i i, I kind of just let that go um mythic quest for me the level of character development that the show is getting to in season two and uh, and the writing, there's so much more thought to this than sort of the kind of simple workplace comedy that it sort of appears to be. And it kind of reminds me of the other show that uh, Danny Pudi was in community in that in that way, and that it sort of seems like it's kind of just something that you've seen before but really okay. there's so much more going on all right you- maybe i'll uh maybe i'll give it another spin yeah uh number eight is also a hugely underrated show i just i didn't see it on nearly enough best of lists or any of this stuff this year and i just thought season two was a, a real achievement and that's love life i'm glad you said that because i totally agree and also had it on my list uh, number seven. And shout I, out I, William Jackson Harper, by the way, who yeah, just in two completely different roles on two ostensible comedies has put together two of the most like incredible performances for a 30 minute comedy that I've ever seen. Yeah. And uh, I, I particularly admire in Love Life. He wasn't afraid to be the asshole. No. You know what I mean? It was a complex, interesting character that would felt like a real person. It just he is really excellent, man. Really excellent. Yeah, agreed. Uh, number seven. Uh, I have a feeling this is going to be on your list somewhere. If I, all these are probably going to be on your list, I guess somewhere. Except maybe the music ones. Uh, Summer of Soul is is my yes, list. sir. That's a music one and a movie one, and and uh, that would have been certainly yeah around my top five. Yeah. Uh, number six is Ted Lasso. Sure. I mean, I didn't write it down, but yeah, it's great. It's fucking Ted Lasso. Yeah. Uh, number five, The White Lotus. That, yeah. I, I mean, I did write that down, but it's one of my honorable mentions with a question oh, mark. Surprise. I don't think I loved it quite as much as you did. Yeah, I guess, guess not. I, just I did thought... like it, but for me, it's not up. It, this would have been closer to 20 on my list, I think. This was, you know, and, and just a great show to talk about. A well. great show to talk about, yes. Number four, my band of the year, a uh, rock band out of Baltimore uh, called Turnstile, uh, whose album is called Glow On. Literally Um, never heard of any of these bands, and I'm furious with you. (laughs) Turnstile? 
Turnstile, yeah. All right. Turnstile. We're going to check it all out. Report back um, to you in the new year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, it's just a really fun record. Reminds me a little bit of, like, some Fugazi and, and, and Pennywise and some of that stuff. Cool. Uh, but also, like, rocks a little bit. I actually discovered these guys from our metal show, which is uh, interesting. Not something that I would say many years. Yeah. Uh, but they have really great, strong melodic elements, too. Um, and uh, uh, even a little bit of, uh, you know, they've been touring with hip-hop bands, uh, which I think is kind of interesting. Huh. All right. Um, okay. So yeah, check them out. Uh, number three is Mayor of Easttown. Okay, that's on my list. Yeah. But again, uh, I think I would have had this lower. Both Mayor for me, both Mayor and White Lotus were really good. Sh- I mean, look, there's so much good TV right now. They're really great shows that I really liked and were particularly excellent to talk about week to week. But I'm not sure I enjoyed them as much as some other things. Mm. And look, it's, it's, it, there was a lot of good TV this year. Our yep. direct. I'm surprised. Um, I you know I don't know I felt my some of these were at the top were pretty unassailable. Uh, um, in a way, they are. I just would have had some other things higher. But but uh, let let's go. What's the last couple? My my number two. Uh, and I guess you could say recency bias a little bit here. Uh, but Succession. Uh, at, at number yeah. two. Yeah, it's great. I just. It, the, this season was uh, a stunner for me. The the last couple of episodes uh, in particular, the way that the writers on this show, I mean, obviously the dialogue is, is kind of it's what remarkable. gets the door. Yeah. But the way that they move the chess pieces is tremendous. The way that the show is considered is tremendous. And, and some of the stuff in terms of like, uh, you know, like, like like these details that you read, like, um, you know, obviously there's there was a big story this week about Jeremy Strong. Yes. Uh, and his kind psychopath. of <laughs> yeah, like method process. Yeah. And, and being crazy. Sounds like it's awful to work with. There was another story that came out this week, like that scene where, um, you know, the the three siblings are. uh out, you know, outside, and he breaks down and tells them about the the guy that he yeah. killed. Yeah, there was a a tidbit that they they had the help staff pop out, and they didn't tell Jeremy Strong that that was going to happen, and that that was what actually kind of what set off crazy method Jeremy Strong in that scene. Like, and that he just saw those people and freaked out and totally went for it. You know what I mean? And you get these That's moments like later on afterwards right like where he you know does that touch to to one of like the waiter guys you know what i mean where you were like you can you can see that there's so much meaning in that hand gesture or the hand gesture from brian cox to uh tom on his way into the room right like it's one of those things that i know people who like kind of had to watch that last scene a couple times and put it together but it's all all there you know i had Uh, to you know i didn't get it I didn't oh. understand Tom's play until <laughs> yeah. I, I was listening to a podcast and they were like, oh, and Tom, da 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 da. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I had Tom, to watch it Tom, back. Tom did the thing. Tom is <laughs> like, if we were doing like a power rankings right now, would Tom be number one? Yeah. I mean, isn't Logan, doesn't Logan have to be number one if you're talking about power on the show? Like, Logan's, Logan, Logan never loses. Like, well, it's, it depends. Like, how much do you demerit? 
him for the fact that he's clearly going to die before the show ends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, is he going to die before the show ends? I don't know. Doesn't he almost have to? Because uh, I don't think it shows. I think there's only a season or two left in this show. I would agree. And in some way, I feel like Logan's end has to come before the end of the show. Maybe. In the end, it may not be all about. Um, Succession? Uh, yeah, about who takes over. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, are you sure? Yeah, I don't know. It um, feels like that's the plan. But you know, it's another great point, right? That the so much of the doings in this show, in the in this finale, right, had to happen because the mom let it happen, and to just bring in beyond let it like happen, the mom, right? The yeah. mom, the mom made it happen. Yeah. Right. Well, she yeah, she had to do some maneuvering to do so. Yeah. So, um, you know it. Just uh, just a tremendous show. And, and it's a great a show. Massive deep bench. And then adding yep. more people. Like, you know, Scar's guard being on the show going forward is going to be tremendous. Um, I don't well, actually know he's going to be on the show going forward. No, but that too. character was excellent. And, and and so much more than it seemed at first. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much to this show. It's a great show. Um, a great I, show. Th- you know, I'm going to go back and rewatch the whole damn thing. I think um, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, which is why... Uh, why it made number two. And that brings me to number one, um, which I felt was appropriate for the year. It's the thing that I probably watched the most times. Sorry, did you have a question before I get well, I'm 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 on tender hooks here. I have no idea what you're about to say. <laughs> I don't know whether you call this a, a movie or a TV oh, show maybe I or do. something else. Um, but it's uh Bo Burnham inside. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know if I would have guessed that would be number one, but that is definitely on my list as well and definitely up there. Um, do you want me to start with the honorable mentions or the things I'm surprised you didn't have? Um, I think I want to hear the things you're surprised I didn't have. Okay. Um, Yellow Jackets isn't over, so that's tricky. Like that's that is kind why, of a... that, and that is why I didn't include okay. it. I was actually literally watching Yellow Jackets as I was making this yeah, list. I'm yeah. like, I don't know, I don't know how this ends. Um, yep. so I just didn't feel comfortable saying that i'm gonna guess that there were some other things you may have on your list that either i didn't finish uh or i haven't seen okay well let's find out um i'm so yellow jackets i i get it i'm with you on that really Uh, like yellow jackets though sex lies with college girls we also have not finished but that that was further for down for me anyway that's more of an honorable mention yeah same Um, i am really surprised that the harder they fall did not make your list at all honorable mention for me Okay, um, that for me was better. Uh, just a, uh, we talked about it, right? And it's it is in many ways just like a pretty normal good Western film that happens to be all about black people. But I think that is more interesting than than it sounds, <laughs> um, and I loved it. Uh, I am really surprised that the television show Reservation Dogs did not make your list. Honorable mention. That was that was a tough cut. Tough I cut. loved yeah. that show. Um, I am very surprised that neither film, Judas and the Black Messiah, nor Promising Young Woman, made your lists. I thought that was 2020. I'm pretty sure Promising Young Woman was on my list last year. We didn't talk about it on the pod until January. I went back and checked. Oh, really? Yeah. It does say 2020 film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think both of those came back, came out Oscar season in the winter of 2020, but we didn't I had talk a tough about time them. with this. There, there were a couple of, uh, and I'll give them to you. I didn't include Nomadland, Palm Springs, Minari. Um, Palm Springs was last year, but those other ones were this as year. All, I think. As all 2020. Um, okay. 
I don't know if they were on the 2020 list or not, but I'm glad we mentioned them. And it was um, it was released on Christmas 2020. So right. I don't think they were on our best of last year. But anyway. I love Promising Young Woman. And, I know and, you did. And I, had I not left it out for that reason, it would be in the top five. What about Judas and the Black Messiah? I, I liked Judas and the Black Messiah quite a bit. Okay. Uh, like I said, honorable mention for me. Um, I think those are probably the ones that I'm surprised. And here are some other ones I would like to mention. Uh, Get Back, obviously, we know you didn't like, but I loved it. I've been, um, also, I've finished, so okay. that's a reason why I didn't put it on there. Uh, Jagged. I thought deserved a mention. Interesting. Um, I thought it was a great documentary. Wouldn't, wouldn't have it had a, that high, but I, I I did like it. And yeah, while um, we're on the documentary subject, uh, the untold malice at the palace, I thought also deserved mention. Yeah, that was really good. I uh, yeah, I did. I did not think of that one. Didn't think okay. Of that. Um, this is definitely in the honorable mention zone. Gunpowder milkshake. Uh, that was on my mention list. Okay, great. Because I, I just, we just really liked that, and it wasn't so just, great that it deserves to be top ten or even twenty. But it was a great, fun action flick. Um, I got to tell you, there is a, another movie with, I believe, with Michelle Yeoh. Oh yeah, uh, that's how you pronounce it. Uh, that is about to come out. That looks a lot like Gunpowder Milkshake. <laughs> I'm kind of we'll like, why do I need that. to see this? We'll be watching it. <laughs> um, the two shows that. When you were talking about, you know, the most underrated shows, these are two that I think are the most underrated shows, um, and I don't remember what, how much you liked either of them. One is Cho Show. I think you'll remember. I loved Cho Show. I just oh, thought I, it yeah. was. I I thought about Cho Show um, as well. I thought it was I so did. unique and interesting, and the conversations were so spectacular. Um, there's nothing in the world like it. I don't know if you even remembered this one, but uh, Starstruck. On HBO Max. It's, oh, yeah. It was like yeah. a cute little British comedy, but I really liked it. Yeah. It, you know, in a in a lesser year for television, I think that would have would have been on my list. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, nothing bad to say about it. Exactly. It's one of those that was fun. It was cute. Nothing bad to say about it type of shows. Um, total opposite kind of show. And it didn't actually have a season, but. I thought those two special episodes of Euphoria deserved to be, uh, you know, mentioned on this list. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have put it in there for that, just kind of that reason. Um, and you uh, you may have left this out as 2020 as well, but we did not talk about it till 2021, and that's One Night in Miami, the Regina King, uh, you know, I guess biopic about One Night in Miami with uh, some heroes of black culture. Yeah, I mean, look, I I like that movie, uh, you know, and I am a Regina King fan, <laughs> but I think I have that behind uh, some other things uh, that we, some other movies that we've talked about already in honorable mention. Yeah, like did you like that more than Judas and the Black Messiah? No, I'm just saying it's it, it was something I thought deserved a repeat mention, and and on that same note, uh, definitely in the honorable mention category. But um, the we watched that Steve McQueen series of films uh, about the sort of black immigrant experience in Britain. And the one I think I ultimately resonated with me the deepest and longest was Lover's Rock, which was just kind of a weird meditation that took you to a party in that time. And it, it was really transportive. And I thought a, a really interesting piece of film work. Yeah. I, I, a really interesting piece of film work is absolutely the way I would say it. Um, the the party one I, I agree was my favorite, 
Um, yeah. Um, but all right, and then I have that, that, yeah. that, that, that movie series. In fact, I don't think I wound up watching the last one. I don't think I did either. Um, so the last three things here are just music. Um, three albums that I enjoyed. And honestly, this was a weird music year for me. I feel more detached from new music than ever before. Um, and I haven't even listened to the whole Adele album yet, so I don't have that on here. But um, one person you may not have heard of, do you know the the uh, the uh, artist Pink Sweats? No. Uh, the last S is a dollar sign. He is a... I don't know if it's your thing or not. He's a he's a pretty low key sort of alt R and B type of artist, but really, really, really talented. And his album Pink Planet came out along with some other singles this year, and I really enjoy him. Sort of my yeah, biggest. Is, I listened to Pink Pantheris this year. That's somebody else. Um, <laughs> the the also sort of uh, I believe they described themselves as like future funk R and B band. Hiatus Coyote finally released a new album this year. Yeah, um, never heard of him. Really. Uh, yeah, they're weird. Um, they're weird, but incredibly good. They're, they're, uh, they're lead singer and guitarist, uh, who goes by the name Napalm, um, is one of the most interesting people in music. I think they're an Australian, like R and B funk band. Uh, I, I feel like if there was a, uh, Matt Kolsky band name generator that, it might spit out a hiatus coyote. Does that make sense? I hear what you're saying, but I honestly think uh, in terms of hiatus coyote, if there was a Matt Kolsky like generating a bizarre band, he'll probably really love like musically. It would be even, right. even yeah. more yeah. so hiatus coyote. Um, yeah. And then I really liked, and I, by the think, way, that was no, there's no shade of that because no, I know. Uh, you know all the all of the band names that I liked this year were ridiculous. So. I did not, and some of them were the same as the other band's album. Uh, right. I I did not take offense at all. Uh, the album name, by the way, for Hiatus Coyote is Mood Valiant. Um, I also really really liked the Tyler the Creator album. I don't know if you listened to it. I did, and I uh, and I am not have not previously been a fan. Um, and I, I liked it as well. So, uh, well, I would actually go to his previous album if you haven't listened to that because it's a similar vein, but. He really has, as a musical artist, like gone on quite a journey. And he is a really complex, elaborate, thoughtful hip-hop artist at this point. And, and he makes good music. Uh, and it, it is weird sometimes, but it, it's, not, it, it's not now. It is not weird to the detriment of its listenability. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And that, that was always my issue with Odd Future was it was just too weird. Yeah, just it was too like weird. weird to be weird to to its own detriment. It was cutting off its nose despite its weird face. Um but now it's weird good music is how I would describe it. Yeah, he, I and feel I like think, he's entering the Glover zone now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think Flower Boy his last album was also in that zone, but this one in particular I I really quite enjoyed and uh, thought I'd mention, but usually I have a lot more music from the year, and and this was just a year where I don't know if it's the pandemic or what, but I just felt disconnected from new music most of the time. Uh, maybe I I'm think just the, getting old. I think the thing that I had a, a hard time with um, this year is it, like it, is the completion thing. Like obviously, I listened to a lot of things. Um, I have uh, spent a lot of time crafting my year end playlist. Um, 
with my 25 songs of the year. And you're obviously immersed in the music world yeah. in a way that I'm not. And I had, um, uh, you know, obviously a lot more songs that I could have put on it. Just narrowing down to 25 was hard. But that said, like, even feeling like, oh, there was a lot of music I liked this year. You just feel so incomplete. And it's like the number, the amount, it's just, it's just so much more song listening for me. You know what I mean? That like As opposed to albums. Yeah, like I can't like like you, I can't I can't say that I sat down and listened to the whole Adele album yet. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe I'll get there at some point. But right. I don't really feel right putting that on my list. So uh that's kind of why I, I just had fewer bands this year. But I will yeah. um uh and I don't know if you want to link to it in the in the bio for this or whatever, but I'm I'll definitely put it out on my social media uh my twenty five songs. And uh of course they, they feature all the bands that I did actually mention uh, on my list. So Okay. Can, Sounds good. One of them. All right, I think we're done. That's the year. Yeah, man. It's uh, you know, uh, uh, great to do this pod with you for uh, another year. Uh, we are uh, we are encroaching upon 300 episodes, and uh, <laughs> it's pretty amazing, dude. Yeah. It really is. Uh, shout out to you. Uh, we man, just the fact that we've managed to hold this together. I, I think people, you know, the 15 or 20 people listening realize we're we don't make any money or really get anything out of this except the joy of talking yeah. to one another it's completely um, a hobby and uh and i'm really really glad we do it it's one of my favorite things to do and i appreciate you yeah man i i appreciate you too it, like the um to think that like this kind of just started from like two guys sitting around at a radio station going hey maybe we should do a podcast this literally uh, started because i i was assigned as part of my duties as an update anchor at KNBR. I was assigned to go do an update on the bone during your show. And I think we could probably agree now that we're both separated from everyone who had anything to do with that. It was a very stupid idea. Um, but what it led to was in addition to me doing, that was uh, my idea. <laughs> oh no. Um, it, it didn't work. Right. No, it totally worked. It was like, here's, here's what I wanted. I wanted, someone to come on and talk about sports, but mostly just because I get, so I can bounce things off of. Okay. Right? Well, in that respect, then it, it worked then better we, than you ever could have that. imagined. Yeah. Um, but I, I love see, okay. You and I love having uh, Robin Sparkles. You did traffic. And that's we, so I, funny that's, who, that I just killed your idea. Let me, let me, uh, now that I've insulted you, let me explain where my quite, head was at on this. It's quite fun. I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was dumb to you. Well, time. no, I loved it. But my impression was that the bosses had conceived it as, like, cross-promotion. Like, this was going to drive traffic back and forth between the stations somehow. And, you know, that didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, that was not. First of all, when you say the bosses, yeah, I was, I was one of those. I no, no, but I thought it was. I thought it was. Uh, I mean, I would t say the name if you want me to. But anyway, gotcha. No, but no, it was. It was my idea, and I was. I just wanted some sports. Well, in that I case, get it from what happened was team. not yeah. only did I give you sports, and I think probably uh, the fun bounce ideas off of interaction you wanted on the air, but what it really led to was us just bsing about like the TV we were watching and whatever other sports stuff once the music was playing and we were off the air. And then one day you were like, what if we turn this into a podcast? And we did. And it was like, what, 20 minutes a few times a week or something like that? Yeah. I think we did three times a week. It was like 10, 15 minutes or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then we were separated by the job and we were like, hey, that might be fun to just do that as a podcast. 
and put it in the world and see what happens. And well, that was you. You reached out to, to get this thing going again. So Yeah. And look, I'm nothing great. has happened. But ultimately, <laughs> we've had a lot of fun. And uh, and yeah, we I, I doubt we'll do anything special for 300 episodes, but it is coming up. And now we've acknowledged it. Yeah. So and thank you for hanging with us for all this time, including on this particular episode, which. I'm yeah. Sure is insanely long yeah so. we've passed 90 minutes now do we want to talk homework <laughs> oh yeah we have homework now we're not doing any more shows for this year as we mentioned so you have some time yeah you won't hear from us until uh you know first week of january yeah and hopefully you're not working so you have some time to watch all this stuff too exactly uh, but we're going to check out station 11 which is on hbo max um and is getting a ton of buzz mm-hmm. uh, uh as one of the best shows of the year so uh so we'll see uh, Matrix Matrix Resurrections, which yep. will also be on Matrix HBO Max. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that needs a lot of explanation. Um, Disney Plus uh, has a new Star Wars series, the the Book of Boba Fett. Yep. Um, and then being the Ricardos. Yes, the new Lucy and Ricky show. And uh, I didn't write that down, but I believe that that is going to be on Amazon Prime. Yeah, Adam McKay produced, um, and I'm going to add one more thing that I forgot about, but I've been seeing a lot of ads for it, and I imagine you'll want to watch. It's a film. Um, it is already in theaters and on Apple TV Plus called Swan Song, starring Mahershala Ali, Naomi Harris, Aquafina, and Glenn Close. Oh, it's that? Huh. Um. Did I, I looked up Swan you? Song and I got something else, <laughs> something totally different. <laughs> uh, well, try Swan Song movie. It's like a fantasy drama of some kind. Gotcha. There were indeed two Swan Song movies released this year. Weird. The other one is directed by Todd Stevens and it stars Udo Kier and Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, well, I do like. Uh-huh jennifer coolidge but that's not the movie we're watching it's a formerly flamboyant hairdresser takes a long walk across a small town to style a dead woman's hair okay yeah no we're not that's not the one that's on hulu <laughs> so anyway that's what i thought it was so i was like nope. eh, we don't need to do that nope it's mahershala <laughs> ali and you'll find it on apple tv plus and i think that'll do it okay fair enough very confusing for me uh all right let me make sure i get that down um there we go uh, we will see you next year. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and, uh, and this is great. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you in January. Bye-bye. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling. And the jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a favor. Have yourself a tremendous evening.